Welcome to the Play Piano by Ear podcast. It is a good day because God is good. God is always good. So I love starting off the podcast like that um, because every good thing we have really does come from God. And music is a good thing and it comes from God. So we are here to dive into an exciting topic today. And the topic is going to be two different ways to approach learning the scale on the piano. So this is going to be for learning the major scale. And uh, there's the traditional method that the scale is normally taught with, and then there's the non-traditional method that uses chords to teach the scale, which I'm a big fan of using chords a lot more in piano teaching. So to give a little bit of an introduction to the scale, the scale is a set of seven pitches put together in an ascending or descending order. And sung in solfege, you can sing a scale in solfege. Do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, di, do. That would be a scale. That'd be the major scale. And there are, in fact, 12 different scales on the piano, just like there are 12 different chords on the piano. I did a podcast talking about the 12 different chords on the piano. And the reason there's 12 different chords is because there's 12 unique individual notes that chords can start on. There are seven white keys and five black keys. So there's the group of three and then the group of two as far as black keys and then the white keys that surround those. Each of those you could consider a unique key. And then if you took that whole grouping of piano keys and kind of duplicated it up the piano about eight times, poof, you get a piano. So if you just start a chord on each one of those unique individual notes, you could uh, play the same chord at different places on the piano, but there's there's 12 unique chords, and same way for scales, there's 12 unique scales. If this is kind of an interesting concept to you, you can go back and listen to the episode called How Many Chords Are There? And that explains this topic in a little more detail, but I'm going to move on today in today's podcast, and I'm going to be talking about the scale. So the scale would just be seven notes in ascending or descending order. And just like chords, there's 12 major scales. You can basically play a scale just starting on any note. And the scale, the easiest scale that people usually learn is the C major scale because this scale starts on the white key C and then it just plays through all the white keys. The C major scale is the only scale that uses all the white keys. All the other scales use one or more black keys and so it gets a little more complicated but c major scale you just play c d e f g a b c and then there's your scale and uh, you might think well is that eight notes because c d e f g a b c one two three four five six seven eight well you could say it's eight it sounds complete to play the c a second time an octave higher if you just if you just played c d e f g a b stop right there. <laughs> it does not sound complete. But if you duplicate the C again, right up here, then your scale sounds complete. So it's seven unique pitches, but eight if you kind of count the double C. So there's your scale. Now a scale is not just like if you were to think, well, what determines the notes in your scale? Is it just a pattern? Yes, it is a pattern. There's a pattern of half steps and whole steps. So looking at the piano from the appearance of the C major scale, it looks like we're just using the white keys, but actually we're using a pattern that counts 
uh, the black keys as well. What I mean by this is if we were to look at the piano and follow one, one key and go to the next key, whether it's a white key or a black key, and play every single key, this would be called the chromatic scale. It's just every single note, just one right after the other. It sounds kind of like that. And so the C major scale, however, skips some of those, well, it skips the black keys, but a half step would be going from one key to the next key, regardless if it's a white or black key. So we start on the note C, we go up to C sharp, so that's our first half step, and then from C sharp we go to D, and now that is another half step. Put two half steps together, it makes a whole step. Hey, that's kind of cool. So half step, half step, or you could just say one whole step from C to D. C to D is a whole step because of C, C sharp, D. Now from D to E is another whole step because there's D sharp in the middle of those. From E to F is a half step because there's no black key in between. So one key to the next key, that's a half step. E to F is a half step. From F up to F sharp G, so F to G, that's a whole step. G, G sharp A, from G to A is a whole step. A, A sharp B, that's a whole step. B to C, that's a half step. So our pattern for a major scale follows like this. Whole step, whole step, half step. Whole step, whole step, whole step, half step. <laughs> you can, usually in music theory, people write it out using a W for whole step and then an H for half step, and the pattern looks like WWH, WWWH. It sounds like a website, www.wholestephalfstep.com. <laughs> so there's our pattern for the major scale. And you might think, okay, cool, but why are we going into this? So now you know the pattern and you can apply that to any note on the piano. So in other words, if you wanted to play a scale that starts on a black key, like let's say you want to play the F sharp major scale, you can start on F sharp and now you just think, okay, what's a whole step up from F sharp? Well, you go from F sharp to G to G sharp. So from F sharp to G sharp is your whole step. From G sharp up to A, A sharp. Oh, there's your another whole step. From A sharp up to uh, B, there's your half step. From B to C sharp, there's your whole step. From C sharp to D sharp, there's your whole step. From D sharp to, wow, this is getting complicated. I'm trying to picture the piano in my mind. <laughs> yeah, from D sharp. Oh yeah, another whole step here. From D sharp up to E to E sharp, there's another whole step. E sharp is actually a, the white key F on the piano because there's no um, black key to the right of E, so the white key is actually the sharp. Isn't that cool? So then we have the F sharp major scale just by following that pattern of whole step, whole step, half step, whole, 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 half. So that's our, that's our major scale. Now, to learn these major scales, what I just went through is the common method of teaching the major scales. In other words, it's the classical, traditional method of teaching these major scales. And usually in music theory, it's taught like, okay, here's your whole steps and half steps, and here's the pattern that you use to find your major scales, and now there's 12 major scales, and you can play all your scales, and then you learn the fingering for the scales, which is really fun. I'm gonna get into Again, the non-traditional non way to teach piano scale fingering. That's gonna be super fun. But 
That's the traditional way to teach scales. The, the other way you can teach scales is by going at it with the approach of chords. So this actually happened one time. I have a little story, story time today. This happened when I was teaching a student and literally the thought just plopped in my mind as I was teaching her. It was just like, boom, you should teach scales this way. And I thought, well, I'm going to try it. <laughs> so I tried it and it worked super well. It was really good. Now, the way you teach skills is if you teach them according to chords, first you go with the assumption that your student understands and knows all the 12 major piano chords on the piano. And that is good if you've been teaching them chords and if they can play the chords. And you can get that downloaded PDF on my Instagram, Music Minute with Morgan, if you are interested in finding what these 12 chords are. It's just pictures of the piano keys with the chords colored in. So you can just find the notes right away and learn the chords without any sheet music knowledge or you don't have to read any, any sheet music. So assuming that students have been taught chords in that way with the pictures, then I just have them figure out what three chords are in their key. And we do this by the circle of fifths. Now, I'm not going to go into super detail about the circle of fifths today because that'll be for another episode. But on the circle of fifths, all the chords are linked together, kind of like a chain link. And they all loop back around to a circle. If you had a circle piano and played all the chords, they all connect. Like the top note of your first chord is the bottom note of your next chord. And it just continues on like that into a complete circle. So if you find out, you just you just take three chords that are beside each other on the circle of fifths. So I'm just going to take the A chord. The A chord uses A, C sharp, and E. Those are the three notes in the A chord. And then if we go to the right on the circle, our next chord, so since A ended with E, A, C sharp, E, now E is going to be our new chord. So now the E chord is E, G sharp, B. So that's a chord to the right. Now a chord to the left of A, a, C sharp, E, that's our A chord. Now we're going down from A. So now A becomes the top note of our chord to the left. So we're going to the left, so A and F sharp and D. Okay, so D, the D chord is our new chord here. And so we have three different chords beside each other on the circle of fifths. You can take any three chords. The center chord is your key. So we're in the key of A, and then the kind of like the wing chords, or the ones that surround A, they are the other two major chords that are going to be in your key. So A, E, and D sound great together in, in a song. A guitarist would be strumming the A chord, and then they'd be strumming the E chord, and then strumming the D chord. So these chords sound great together. And then. What I do is I have a student take these three major chords and I say, play those three chords again, but really pay attention and observe if there's any sharps or flats in any of those three chords. There might be, there might not. So then they look and they're like, okay, well the A chord has a C sharp in the middle. And then they play the E chord and realize, oh, the E chord has a G sharp in the middle and the D chord has an F sharp in the middle. It is kind of cool how each of these chords have a sharp in the middle. Usually it's usually it's a little more variety than that. But then I say, okay, so you have some sharps in these chords. Now play it again, but once once you figure out those sharps, just show me which notes are sharp. 
So they look at their chords, they say, okay, so C sharp was definitely the sharp in A. G sharp is the other sharp in the E chord. F sharp is your sharp in the D chord. So we have three sharps total, uh, C sharp, F sharp, and G sharp. And then I say, remember those sharps. And then what we do, I just tell them to start on the white key A and play eight notes up, just play through every single white key. So A, B, C, D, E, F, G, A. But in, instead of playing every single white key, if they arrive on a white key that is one of those sharps that they had, remember they had C sharp, G sharp, or F sharp in those chords, if you arrive on a C, a G, or an F, instead of playing the white key, play the black key, play the sharp. Other than that, just play the white keys. So they do this, they go A, B, Oh, there's a C. So we make that C sharp, A, B, C sharp, D, E. Ho, ho, here we have F. So make that F sharp and then G, we make that G sharp and A. So now it just played through the A major scale. A, B, C sharp, D, E, F sharp, G sharp, A. And the they, they found those notes. I let them use whatever fingering is comfortable, whatever, whatever they're they're fine with because right now we're just focusing on observing the notes in the scale and we'll get to fingering and technique later but this technique works wonderfully you can do this for the key of E flat <laughs> now the E flat chord has E flat G and B flat as its chord so then to the right on the circle the B flat chord is B flat D and F to the left of E flat, we have the A flat chord, A flat, C, E flat. So our flats are gonna be E flat and B flat and A flat. Uh, the this, this key is kind of interesting because E flat, the E flat chord, E flat, G, B flat, shares some of the same flats with the other chords. For example, the B flat chord starts off with a B flat and the E flat chord ends with a B flat. So B is definitely flat in this key, <laughs> just because it plays double, just because you have a flat in the E flat chord and also a B flat in the B flat chord. Wow, like how many times can I say flat? It's <laughs> oh, a lot of flats. But if they double the flat, that's, that's okay. You just wanna find how many unique sharps or flats there are and remember those when you're playing your scale. Hopefully that made sense. So. That is just two different ways to approach learning the major scale on the piano. Both ways can be good, but I do think showing it from the chords first and also the whole step, half step, both ways are good. Um, but if you do it with the chords, it provides a more holistic approach with a more complete understanding. And it's also a really fun way to just jump in and start learning the chords. Have a great day.